Million Dollar Agent, the podcast, John Panos, Troy Malcolm, John McGrath, we're together in the lead up to the, it's a grand final, grand final AFL, grand final NRL, none of our teams are in there and geez, it makes me feel good to know that you're you're sitting watching the game with the Tigers, the Rabbits and the Roosters and congratulations. <laughs> It's it's good to be amongst uh, losing fans, but also congratulations to um, to Brisbane who have got uh, both uh, their NRL team in the grand final. We've got a lot of listeners in Brisbane and Queensland, and uh, also in the uh, AFL. Um, and uh, did they have soccer? No, they they they'd lost that one. So who's your tip, guys? Who's going to win? Uh, let's quickly get that out of the way. Brisbane versus Penrith. Troy, who's going to win? Uh, I'm going to stay with my preliminary final recommendations. Magpies are going to win the AFL and Panthers are going to win the NRL. John, Collingwood or yeah. Brisbane for the AFL? Oh, that, you know, that's an easy one. Troy's picked the obvious, which will be the case. They'll, they'll both win. I mean, Brisbane won't win either, but that's okay. Um, but I just wanted to rewind the tape time last week when we had tips for this week, and I'm sure one of the panellists said that Brisbane will get into both grand finals. Is there any, Troy, have you got a recollection of that or have you gone quiet? No, well, I don't know whether that actually got recorded or not. I can't remember. Uh, I think I did say that both the black and white teams would do extremely well. But I think you did say Rewind. that, uh, JM. I think you did say I'm, that. I pull out the tapes. The tapes will be released. Actually, I, this is, I, I think this is, along with Easter, this is close to the funnest weekend of the year, this Labor Day weekend, because you've got the two grand finals and there's always a bit of, you know, sort of, vibe in the air and then Easter's always a cool time as well so uh, anyway get your opens finished your auctions done on Saturday and then take a couple of days off recharge and go and watch the footy beautiful well said great weekend ahead so today I'm gonna uh, talk about with our my two co-hosts social media social media and I'm going to talk about it specifically about how to shift from being an ego poster to a community poster. And that's a big difference. An ego poster will normally put content there that elevates them. A community poster will put information there that educates, as uh, Seth Godden said at Eric the year before last, uh, if you start looking at people not as prospects, as students, you'll have a different approach in the way you communicate. You'll give them information that educates them. And uh, that's what I want to do. And I particularly, uh, John, uh, Aladdin Hassan saw me at Broadway Shopping Centre uh, the mm -hmm. other day. And he said to me, oh, Tommy, he goes, oh, and, you know, I, I just want to ask you, you know, he goes, you, um, you, you, you're, not, you're not pumping up the market. Um, you, 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 you don't believe it's going to go off? I said, Aladdin, what do you mean by that? And he says, oh, he goes, I noticed that, you know, you don't you the market the way I see it is not necessarily the market the way you see it. And I said to Aladdin, look, you're a buyer's agent that's trying to buy quality property, predominantly in the upper end of the inner west. That's what you aim for. And I think that mm -hmm. in that marketplace, like in the eastern suburbs and lots of the high-end marketplaces where people don't have significant mortgages. There is a shortage of quality property, but I said, Aladdin, I need you to understand that when I'm looking at things, I'm looking at the whole market, and um, the whole market does not indicate what we saw. Oh, like I read an article today about a property that Brishik Whitney went to auction um, 
uh, in Dulwichul on on the weekend and sold for seven hundred thousand over reserve. You know, and I think the point is that you're not going to hear about the other one thousand auctions that didn't get seven hundred thousand over reserve. That's what media is all about. So uh, I said to him, I just say it as it is. And I think some of the content I want to just cover today, John and Troy, is what I think consumers want. I think consumers want um, um, stuff that's not exaggerated, stuff that's actually an insight that an agent can give. And often you don't have to create the content yourself. Often you're just pulling up an article and you're it's called content curation where you're giving a view, whether you're supporting the article or giving a, a conflicting view to the article. Uh, but Troy and John, we've gone over this uh, uh, many, many times. I do, I do, I have noticed some agents have actually toned it down a bit uh, uh, over the, the recent few months. But there are still people, there are still people that are renting cars, trying to look flash, uh, creating this impression. We we see it all the time. It's all over Instagram, TikTok, and less so in Facebook. What do you say, guys? It's it's embarrassing, isn't it? And I often speak them to you, Tommy, early in the morning. You know, because I'll often go through and have a look at a bit of social media early just to sort of see what, what's being said, and it's seriously embarrassing. I mean, uh, yeah, it was uh, – who was it? Uh, Reese Witherspoon, you know, she said, think what your audience is interested in. I'll damn well tell you they're not interested in you driving a Ferrari into an open home, especially one that – no, whether you're renting it or whether you own it, it's irrelevant. It's just mm-hmm. – it's all ego puffery, uh, and they're not interested in your watches and they're not interested in your – 12 awards and, and you're not they're not interested in anything else. So anything like that. What they're interested in is the property, the market, what's happening, what are the trends, interior trends, uh, interesting results, statistics, all that sort of stuff. And I know, Tommy, you've got some stuff you're going to refer to shortly that I think your gym members, you took them through recently, um, which I saw on that slide deck, which is terrific. But, um, yeah, look, you know, take Seth Godin. He's probably one of the best marketers in the world. You know, see all your customers as students. Take what Reese Witherspoon said, just sold a business for a billion dollars, is, you know, ask yourself, what are my customers interested in and just serve them up that, not what what is my ego interested in fueling itself on. Um, And I think if you just, you know, remember what those two said and take that as a bit of a rule of thumb, yeah, education is great. And some people, you know, Troy, tend more towards the personal social where they do quite a bit of, yeah, you know, talk about what's happening in their family and kids' first day at school and what, that sort of stuff. Other people are very strictly stick to business. You know, it's what I sold on the weekend, how many opens, what the trends in the market. And I think you've kind of got to weave your own personality into it and kind of work out what feels right for you. I think you can go too far into the social bits, you know, and we've all, all seen agents taking off for their expensive, you know, European summer holiday in June, July, and, and they – they post things all the time at expensive hotels. And I think, especially right now, as you said, Tommy, don't be tone deaf. Like most of the world is doing it tough. Forget the ones that go 700000 above reserve. Most of the world, most of your community, most of your clients, most of your buyers and sellers are feeling the pinch. So don't be tone deaf. No need to do it at any time. Certainly absurd to do it at this particular time, post imagery and stories that, that kind of rubs salt into the wounds. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's about education. It's about uh, enlightenment. It's about sharing information and insights that may not be regularly available to someone not in the industry. It's about interesting case studies and not just, I mean, I love yours, Tommy, you ever sat to Harvo because you get the real deal, you know, transparency. Yours is not about sugarcoating. 
you'll say, you know, five out of nine this weekend and the five, to be honest, they all were one bidder auction. So some of the stings come out of the market. That 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 gives credibility to your story and your statement rather than agents that are just continually gilding the lily. Troy, what say you about this important topic? Yeah, I think, John, what you're kind of touching on there is a lot of the authenticity and, you know, imperfect is ideal. Like Tom doesn't wait for... Uh, a, you know, a professional cameraman to come and film on a Saturday afternoon. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's in the in the front seat of his car. He's driving home, or he's just arrived home from his auctions, and he's giving a wrap. Um, I really think the difference right now of the ones and the agents that are winning is that they have a level of their personal brand and authenticity that's consistent. And so they don't try to be someone that they're not. They pick the persona that they're actually becoming, and they make sure that there is a consistency across that all their platforms without any ego. And I think that they're the ones that are definitely getting a lot more people engaging with their content. Now, engagement doesn't always mean number of followers. You can have not a huge number of followers, but a really engaged audience. And so you've got to be careful. Um, Followers doesn't always equal better. Um, you just got to make sure that that's there. But John, you're right. Authenticity, um, it's okay to be a little bit imperfect in your approach because that's ideal. That's where people understand that you're a real human being. And also what you touched on there about the personality uh, and also the personal and business side of things, that actually connects everyone to make sure that they understand that you're a real person as well. Um, so there's a lot a lot of stuff to unpack, but this is a really interesting topic right now as well leading into spring where we are going to see the sales cycle increase and the listings come on the market. Got to make sure that there's a consistent approach, otherwise you'll look like every other agent out there. Mm. So what I tell you what was some of yours, Tommy, on on those slides because they had some terrific yeah. insight and and so, sort of ideas. So what, I do, what what I do, John and Troy, is I I surf a lot over social media, looking at agents, and often the content comes from agents that are overseas, including the New York agent who spoke at um, Eric this year. I look at the Madison. kind of content, Madison. That's right, Madison. I look at the kind of content. Um, that they put up, and actually, your articles, John, in the uh, in the new News Corp Australia Network. I've been following those articles. They seem to be coming out every second. You must write for them every second or third week. Um, and I've been reading some yeah. of the articles. And what you do is you take away real estate speak, and you speak to people. Um, I'm looking at the one in front of me now. Uh, Property guru John McGrath shoots down real estate's biggest myths. And then you've gone off and you've covered things about, you know, if you're selling winter, you'll be a buyer in spring. Uh, um, And you talk about useful, practical information. And what I've got up here on the slide, I'm just going to run through a few things. You can't see it, obviously, to our listeners. Um, But here's a sort of content that I seem think resonates when I look around the world in agents posting. Local community hotspots. A real estate agent has got the ability to be able to work out what a real hotspot in their area is, events, highlights from their area, your favourite. I think people love it. And I know that you've got to be careful because you don't want to put one business offside, but you could turn around and say, hey, my favourite sushi in Haberfield is at, uh, you know, Tokyo, um, my favourite new business. So what you're talking about is you're promoting businesses in the area, you're giving people information on places you've gone to, and I think like things like best places for, best places for, you know, acai bowls are here. Um, top 10 things to do if you're in our area over the next weekend. But John and Troy, 
I think often underrated and very easily used is to take the local newsletter from council every month. You can get it on their website and you can actually convert that into a video vlog. And I think that that would be more effective than just sitting in front of a mobile phone saying, hi, everyone, I had four opens today and I had a total of 20 groups come through. See you next week. I think as long as you're giving information that brings the community together, other sort of content that I think resonates very well is just listed yourself, but having maybe sometimes you see where I put a green post behind me where I've got the story behind me, like have a house, mm. and you tell a story about it, you know. Nothing wrong with the just listed automatic posts that come through the rate, my agents and the ones that a lot of the uh, social media companies provide that are sort of uh, cut and paste type, but I think a story sells. Story sells and facts tell. So if you sold the property on the weekend, you could go to realestate.com, create it as a backdrop, then you appear in the video and talk about, you know, what actually happened and what sort of people bought it and, and, and who the underbidders were and what kind of properties the underbidders are looking for. I think things like that. I think live successful auctions that are emailed, if you email out on a Friday to your database, people can watch that auction from their mobile phone live on social media, um, and that works really well, particularly if it's a very good auction. And then I've brought up another slide here, and that is content categories, proof that show you that you're an authority. And the way that you can do that is to, to get articles out of the Fin Review and comment and give your view, either support them, you know, maybe create an argument on them, maybe why things are different in your area, stats, predictions. And the other one is client questions. And I don't think we've got to guess what client questions are, because if you're an active agent, you're always asked the same things by buyers and sellers in the area. Um, it's pretty clear what information people want. And I think between all of that and also take advantage of, you know, take a few photos and videos of you at the marketing shoot showing that you care about the detail, um, going to appointments, maybe a few uh, photos or videos in team training. And I love the a day in the life. I don't know, uh, Troy and John, if you watch uh, on TikTok, often you'll have people, oh, my name's Sarah. I'm a flight attendant with Virgin. Here is my day-to-day. -day. I woke up at seven. People get fascinated on what the lives of people in different op occupations are. And I think those sorts of videos do uh, very well. Mm. Uh, finally, what I'll just say, and then I'll get a hand over to, to you both to get your comments on it, is I've noticed that, so when I went to Bali and I went, um, oh, Sula and Christina had gone to Europe, but I, I couldn't I couldn't travel then. So we only went for a five-day or six-day trip to, to Bali. I noticed there was a lot of engagement of um, photos of, of me and Madeline at a waterfall or, or that. And a lot of people would send messages saying, it's good to see, um, you know, uh, you're having a good time, you know, with your family. It's good to see what you're like outside of work. Just giving people a bit of a glimpse that I am a human like you. I'm not a robot. I'm not a real estate fanatical machine. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Over tell, to you guys. Tell me what about the nut that said you should you shouldn't be taking holidays. You should be back at work. How dare you? 
I got so upset. I got so upset that day because what happened is I got home and it was about 10, 11 o'clock at night and I looked at the – and you should never – it's something that I shouldn't do at night, look at things because they actually do affect my sleep if they upset me. And the post, for those that didn't see it, said it was a guy called Andy from Melbourne and his, his profile photo was a guy doing bicep curls at the gym, right? And he put down on there – uh, uh, surprise, we're all suffering here and you're having a holiday, right? And then like, I, I thought, I don't, I don't even know the person. I've never never had a relationship. He's not even connected with me on social media, but I took a screenshot and I actually made him public and said, Andy, next time I'll ask for a leave before I head off on um, vacation. <laughs> no, it's, fu- it's funny. Um, uh, I just wrote down three things, Tommy, that I'll, summarize with and, and i'm pinching first one from you storytelling or commentary you know don't just stand there and be a news reporter and just sort of sort of read from a script actually take an opinion have a view be thoughtful and then be natural just you know I'm, i hate scripts as, as you know and i think that you know if you just have a few bullet points is good you know these are the three things i'm going to talk about but um people do love storytelling and they like the detail behind the outcome Number one. Number two is, I agree, live stream. You know, as, as much live stream, there's sort of something edgy about live stream that people really like. What could go wrong? What are they going to say? This is not pre-rehearsed. This is not edited. This is live. So I think live stream. The third one is video, which I guess is a is a delayed live stream. But, you know, more video. I know that Instagram um, stories and Instagram in general is awesome. But the more video you can place out there, I think the better because people would much rather watch a 60 second video than kind of you know read too much 60 seconds worth of content. So, I think Troy, that would be the things that I'd be going for authenticity, um, storytelling, live when possible, video when possible, or at least have a high level of video content. Um, the, and I reckon if you follow a bit of that and what Tom's just said, you're going to be doing some damn good social media. Yeah, the only other one I'd add in there, John and Tom, is consistency. Um, just make sure you stack everything you're doing. So there's a rhythm, there's a rhythm and a repeat uh, insight into what you're doing out there in the market. Um, you know, if it's Saturday afternoon, if it's Monday morning, what does that look like? Have that calendar of events and make sure that you've got those high standards about what you need to deliver to then create momentum. Yeah, that's why I put up yeah. on the screen now, Troy, this simple social media calendar, which is set and forget, mm. you know, right through the week. And then on the left-hand side, you obviously can't see it, those that are listening to the podcast, but it's quite simple. It's a seven-day plan that's set and forget, and your team and you know that on this day, this is what we're doing. Last thing I'll say before we leave, 90-second videos. It's the simplest answer. It's more engagement, but more importantly, if you use a 90-second video, it will be allowed on TikTok, Facebook Reels, Insta Reels, and you can use it on YouTube Shorts. And I know there are times when you might want to be a bit of a Joe Rogan and do a one-hour conversation, right? But I think for most of us, 90-second videos that can be repurposed because Reels, which is where you want to be posting on Instagram, uh, only allow 90 seconds. So every video I do, I'm basically looking at the timer and when it gets to 1 minute 23, 24 in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you got to wrap up. 
Um, like we're going to wrap up right now. We're going to wrap <laughs> up right now. That's what we're going to do. And I agree with what John said. This is a great time of the year. You can tell that uh, the afternoons are getting longer because of uh, the daylight saving is actually around the corner. Is it this week, Troy? It's this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, great time of the year. It's warmer. You don't have to uh, have a jumper on all day. I think within a couple of weeks, it'll be T-shirts and shirts for uh, most of the day. Um, But uh, John and Troy, great to see you. We'll see you next week again for another episode of Million Dollar Agent. And we will have a look at uh, who was right and who was wrong on the footy tips. And I'm going to go look at those videos, Troy. I will go look at those videos. Catch him out, Tom. Catch him out. (laughs) See you guys. See you guys. Have a good week.